Welcome to the Beat the Bullshit Podcast with your hosts, Liam Holder and Alex Broadbent. Their mission is to guide you through the confusing world of health and fitness as they help you to make the most of your body, mind, and nutrition. So get ready to listen to them and their amazing guests as they help you to beat the bullshit. Hello, everyone, and welcome back for another episode, episode five of the Beating the Bullshit podcast uh, with myself and Big Al. How are you doing, guys? How have you been, mate? How have you been since last week? Uh, good, mate. We've been busy, haven't we? So, yeah, yeah week's, going, week's going fast, which yeah. is good because uh, I'm, I'm ticking the days off now, mate, to be to be honest, till to April. I've got to be honest. Yeah. Well, what is it? Three weeks, six days? I think I saw someone on Instagram yeah. was going crazy about earlier. Exciting, mate. Well, for us, actually, it's before, I'll, I'll play football on a 29th of March, I think, or something. Yeah. And then first proper game. That's training, first proper game, 4th of April, mate. So, And the clocks will change as well, won't they? I have no idea, that sort of stuff, mate. I was chatting to a client yesterday saying I'll just literally wait for my iPhone to change itself. The clocks will change. I think it's probably on the 28th of March, so week Sunday. Um, oh, nice. it'll, be, it'll be lighter, so plenty to look forward to. That's all right. I think, uh, like I said, we've been very busy this last week. And uh, to, to be fair, weirdly, I think when we were talking yesterday, I was absolutely full of beans, even though after a, a long, long, tiring week. You, you like being busy, though, don't you? Yeah. Like, I think I had those three. I, had, I was at a 10X seminar, if anyone knows that, but I got an American guy called Grant Cardone. And that was on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Because he was in America, it was 2 to 11 every time here. So I was up to 11 o'clock just on the seminar and then finished off the notes at about half 11 every night on those. Work up Monday morning full of beans. Decent. Yeah. Not gonna yeah, complain. You're a, night, you're a night person as well, though, aren't you? So I'm I'm no morning person at all. Yeah. Even though I, I, I'm forced to be it due to the job, but I'm definitely no morning person. <laughs> happy, happy to say. Right, let's get stuck in, mate. So today we're talking about guys. We're gonna be talking about returns to the gym. Obviously, like I said, we're gonna talk about the prep up into doing that. Like I said, we've got three weeks, six days. Uh, what we can do over those three weeks, six days to try and make the return process of gym as easy, as beneficial and more as enjoyable as possible. And then also with the shielding of a foot, we're aware that a lot of people actually aren't going to return to the gym as well. We've got clients, friends, uh, family members, I've actually got football mates, I've got rugby mates, et cetera, who aren't going to be returning to the gym just because they're enjoying training from home. So we're going to make sure we cater for all and we're going to go across the two topics. Yeah, man, it's going to be interesting. So let's start off, I'd say, with uh, what people can do over the next three to uh, sorry, about four weeks for people who return to the gym. Mate. What things do you think are necessary for them to do now till then that are really going to maximise uh, their efforts, make it an easier process uh, and stuff like that as we go back? I think the first thing is to keep moving, for one, definitely, because some people, I know some of these as well, they've been really good up until this point and now they're starting to flag a little bit because they can sort of see in the distance, in the short distance. So they've sort of, well, they have, not sort of, they have trialled off. Um, mm. and they're not as active as they have been, which I think is human nature, isn't it, a little bit. Um, but now's the time when you want to really hone in on it. So movement for me is one of the main ones because people are still at home, aren't they, working? Yeah, I think, I think you get it. I find it's kind of gone either way where I haven't found many people who, well, I've, I've got quite a few of our clients that are doing very well in terms of they're just going steadily building up to it. But even I've had a couple of clients come like, oh, you know, I don't know whether I should have a bit of a rest before I go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Or some clients like, you know, before I go to the gym, I'm going to go even harder. 
and, and just push it even further. So I'm just kind of like, well, you're doing quite a lot anyway. So all you're going to be doing is adapting the exercises away from the kettlebells, the bands you're doing. So like, you don't need to increase the volume of training you're doing, just maybe change it to the preparation of exercise or just the challenge that you're doing. But like I said to him, I said, make sure you keep moving. Like I said, we always talk about movement and I think we pretty much talk about it in every podcast we do and <laughs> every episode of anything we've ever done. Um, it underpins everything we do, doesn't it? So yeah, just just general general health and the key function part is just moving. It's uh, a general general thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And we can do we can still do a lot in the, the amount of time that's left. Um, mm. so I think I, I've had one person who's been focusing mainly on cardio stuff because um, they just said they weren't going to do any uh, like weight training work. But if you're that type of person and you can make yourself do it, then in the next three weeks I'd concentrate on that. If you're going to get back to lifting weights in the gym. Mm. definitely give at least body weight training yeah just have a go at doing it yeah i've kind of said to a lot of my guys is trying to make whatever your goals are because obviously we do monthly action planning sessions with our clients every about somewhere between four and six weeks uh, and try and find out what they want to do in the next kind of cycle of exercise and find out how they think because obviously people's goals change don't they and some people's goals change extremely frequently some people are very focused in terms of i know this is in six months time that's my only goal um but we do that regularly i've tried to say to a lot of them like i said well you've got about four weeks left let's make sure that whatever we're doing now preps us ready for what they're it's going to be in four weeks time so if yeah. you know in 10 weeks you're going to be doing a say like an easy one like an obstacle course so you know for that you need to have good amount of mobility because and um stability because in terms of that when you're going through the mud you're absolutely flying everywhere you need a good amount of core strength to be able to control yourself through that because you're slip sliding climbing over stuff be able to manage your body weight uh, general strength training, just make everything strong uh, in terms of joint and muscular wise and obviously cardiovascular fitness. So, so you do need an all round approach. Like you're just doing strength training. You're probably going to feel pretty shit when you go through that because your cardio is going to be through the floor. Yeah. Um, so I think making actually future and goal related and what you want out of it is very important probably over those, those next four weeks. Yeah, man. It's, it's been interesting because some of the, the one or two guys that have just focused on cardio have noticed that their their body shape hasn't changed as much as they thought it would do. Um, and they're, they're screaming to go back to weight training. They wanted to give it a go because they thought they'd get results faster. And even though I told them that that wouldn't be the case, um, they still, you know, you've you got to work with clients, haven't you? You can't just tell them what to do all the time. So it's just been like, yeah, go and have a go and see what happens. So wrote a programme along that. And now they're like, mm, I haven't actually made the progress that I thought I would do. And so they've sort of, I wouldn't say learn the lesson because I'm not trying to teach them a lesson or anything like that, but they've, they can't wait to get back on weight, to put it that way. Yeah, I think they probably immediately think, oh, I'm just going to be leaner, I'm going to lose body fat here, there, there, and all this sort of stuff where, like I said, it doesn't always necessarily work that way if you're just going to be hammering yourself with cardio with, with no element of strength training there and stuff like that. It's, it's not always going to go the way that you want it, is it? No, I'll definitely do some body weight training at least before you get back onto some type of weight training, um, 100% before before April. Yeah, uh, I'll put core work being in there as a, as a vital thing for people to focus on because, again, we've said to a lot of our guys at the very start of this is just try and take your chance to use opportunities to try stuff you probably normally don't focus on or you don't do. I know I've been very guilty of it, as, as you know, mate, I'm stiff as a board, so my ability is crap, I don't do any core work. But I've actually started doing quite a bit more throughout this and, and keep that routine going than I was uh, prior to the lockdowns. Uh, but core work's been a big one that I've kind of said to a lot of guys and they're just like, I just feel so much more stable, feel stronger in every movement. Everything just feels easier with what I do, just through that sense of things. So I just feel much, so much stronger in my midsection. Yeah, but I think all, all of my guys have more or less have been doing one yoga session a week. Um, oh, nice. So 
just a pre-recorded thing, but they've loved it. They've done it at the weekend. So we've done the training sessions in the week and then at the weekend they've had a, um, an optional yoga, which I'm glad to say most of them have done. But they've, I think a lot of them will carry on with that actually when they get when they do get back to the gym. Just home video, the ones that Katie did for us. Um, yeah, they've really enjoyed that, mate. So And obviously a massive part of yoga is core work, isn't it? Mm-hmm. A huge part of it. So um, it's been a good thing. I was going to ask, is that you getting on the the, the tight leggings, mate, a bit of spandex and going for on the yoga? If it was, I wouldn't have any clients left. I'd be going back to an empty gym, mate. I'd have, <laughs> I'd have to change profession. I'm sure no one wants to see that. Definitely no one wants to see that. Well, you never know, mate. <laughs> I don't think lockdown's affected people that bad yet, mate. <laughs> they don't want to be seen that. Especially not now we've changed our branded colours as well. Uh, never know mate lockdown four that might be a new service we'll be adding out there guys Alex uh, doing yoga in some tight pants there we go it would be bad enough in a black leotard imagine a, a pink one no, no. <laughs> true um, mobility as well mate big big focus for a lot of people because a lot of people just aren't as mobile as they should be yeah the mobility one ties in with sort of the yoga as well doesn't it and then like having stretching routines and stuff but even though even though our guys have been training maybe like, mate, say three times a week, maximum three times a week or four even for an hour, they still need to be doing other, that's still sitting at your kitchen table or your office table or whatever, um, working away on Zoom like everybody is. You're still going to be stiff, aren't you? So we need to be doing some, and it can, you don't need to do loads and loads of stretching, do you? No. But maybe some in the morning, some in the evening, just to keep everything nice and loose 10 minutes before you go to bed, 10 minutes when you wake up would make a massive, massive difference. Yeah, it's, it's, it's massively important, mate. Like I said, I've, I've done a lot more of it in this um, recent lockdown. I, I feel massively better in terms of hips, lower back and stuff. I've done a lot more than I normally do anyway, which isn't hard because I normally do zero besides a warm-up price session. Uh, but yeah, I've been quite a lot more focused on that sort of stuff. And you, you do just generally feel the benefits because even though obviously we preach it, sometimes when we're focusing on other areas we we both love weights we absolutely just love doing strength training you do a lot of olympic lifting uh and lifting like that again i'll just generally i've done quite a lot of bodybuilding stuff and that sort of area for a while and you do just stiffen up if you just do that sort of stuff so that mobility area is absolutely key yeah right. and just come back to again just walking you know if you've got a stiff back or anything your legs are aching or your bum's aching or the back of your legs are aching, just go for a walk mm. and you probably feel better when you get back just off doing that yeah definitely just well, what would you say for a lot of people who have had low back pain in this sort of lockdown? Again, just go and take it on a different level of string. What do you think they could focus on? Or obviously, they might not be able to completely alleviate now, but what can they do to start to get on the right pathway, linking it into things they can focus on next four weeks? I don't want to sound like a broken record, mate, but it's just move again. I've had I've had somebody actually, one lady who got really busy with work, and um, she went mind me saying she's struggling to follow the program that we we're doing. And she just got in touch with me one day and her back was really painful. And she thought she might have done something to it. And I was just like, how long? We All the questions, how long have you been sitting down for, et cetera, et cetera. She's like, tomorrow, because tomorrow she's contacting me Friday. On the Saturday, what are you doing? Doing nothing. Just go for a walk, long walk. Mate, it's gone away. You know, There's no injury there or anything. Just just needed to move around. Mm. That was all it was, mate. So movement definitely is the is the biggest key for me to it. Yeah, I think a lot of people overcomplicate that area. They often say, oh, well, I think I just need to go to a chiropractor. I need to do blah, blah, blah. I need to do loads of hours of this and the other. And it can just be as simple as moving. It can just be as simple as doing a small amount of core work to make a big difference. It can be as simple as doing a lot of stretching to make a big difference. But the key part of all that is that you're moving. 
Yeah, that's all it is. It's just moving around and whatever you prefer doing, whatever you can move the most that you you know you enjoy. So is it yoga? Is it walking? Is it stretching? Is it body weight training? Is it calisthenics? Whatever, anything. Um, yeah, definitely, mate. Definitely. Um, push on to four weeks time. Gyms have opened. X amount of people are going back. Like if fifty percent of people aren't going back to some people are, for example. What about the 50% of people who are going back to the gym? What do we think they should be doing? Who aren't? Who, who, who are? Sorry, we'll go to aren't after. We'll carry on. To well, when, they, when they get back to the gym. Yeah, yeah. Take it steady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, take it steady. Unless you've got a, a really good, unless you've had a really good home setup where you've been doing similar stuff to what you've been doing before. Um, if, you, if your training program or your regime's totally changed and that by weights you're lifting, amount of times you're doing it, just give yourself, just let yourself break in a little bit because no one wants to be aching that bad, do they? Or no. even worth like risk of injury. Tone down the weights that you're using before. Don't get frustrated as well. I think it's a big one. Um, yeah. I think people get frustrated, don't they, if they can't do what they did you know, previously. But it's been a long time now. It has been a long time. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, you break it down the last 12 months. It's been, how long was the first lockdown? Four or five months? <sighs> yeah. Something like that? Yeah, Mark, yeah. March about no. August, was it something like that? Yeah, I think then we had maybe we had August till say start of November back. Yeah. And then we had another month off. And then you had a month back. And then you've had four months off. So you've you've had a very, very broken 12 months of training. And like I said, unless you've got a good facility at home, you, you're going to have struggled um each time you go back. So I think again, we're probably both guilty of doing it in the past, mate. Where as soon as that happens, like, you know what? As a good starter, I'm going to go and try my one rep max and see what oh. I can fucking lift. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. your ego gets headier, doesn't it? You just like bench, get here. I'm going to do one rep maxes for no reason. It's tempting, isn't it? And a lot of people do that to see where they are, don't they? Yeah. They might, oh, how much strength have I lost? You know, I could do, I don't know, 100 kilos before, and now I can only do 80 or something. But you're still like testing yourself quite maximally there. Mm. Yeah, you just want to take it a little, well, a lot steady, to be honest, in that first week back. Yeah, I think unless you're a strength athlete, and again, you know far more about strength athletes than I do, mate, because of your background. You, you might not really be that that focused on it. I imagine strength athletes, probably the first week back, they won't be in any one-rep maxes either. No. They'll, they'll be breaking their program back to a beginner phase and build it back up, won't they? So there's not really a need for anyone to be going in there and doing the one-rep max unless your, your ego is getting the best of you. Yeah, mate. I think the only people that with that are like the professional athletes I've seen training for the games and stuff, but their setups at home, they're just exactly, they've got basically gyms at home, haven't they? It's, yeah. There's no change for them, but 99% of us are not lucky enough to have that. So, yeah, just don't go health level the first good few sessions back. Yeah. I said a, a key one for me is focusing on recovery. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that's a big one because, like you said, even if even if you aren't chasing that ego one rep max or going super super heavy, you've had X amount of time off doing X amount of exercises, putting X amount of tension because uh, say so obviously like I said, even if I've been doing squats quite a fair bit, which I have been, and then I'm going back onto the leg press, doesn't mean I can go hell for leather on the leg press and I'm not going to feel it. I'm definitely going to feel it because it's been four or five months since I've done the exercise, so I'm still going to be able to feel that movement in the next few days when I do it. And if I go health level, I'm not going to be able to walk properly for a few yeah. days. And that's that's just not beneficial for any of your goals, whether it's health-related, muscle gain, whatever, because you're restricting a massive muscle group in its movement. Yeah, that's the thing. Is It's going to be the aches and pains after, isn't it? Just to, yeah, turn it down, definitely. Yeah. How many sessions a week would you recommend to a lot of people? I'd say for, for the... the the average like person who trains in the gym, so we're not we're not like trying to go for competitions or anything like that. I'd say two, maybe three maximum, 
full body sessions just for that first week, just to get everything moving again. Um, yeah, maybe if you if you're not if you haven't been training for a long time, maybe two. Yeah. If you've been training for a bit longer, then maybe go for three all, all over body sessions and then just see how you get on with that. And then, you know, the week after or the week after that, then start getting towards you, whatever split you was doing before. Yeah, it's similar because I did a, a talk with Harry uh, on Instagram probably about, about a month ago now about this similar sort of thing. And I said um, a very similar answer, where it's two to three, full body weight, very, very balanced in terms of getting X amount of a little bit of cardio in there, get a leg movement, push, pull, hinge, core. So it's a very, very balanced all over body session because if you've got someone who's just going to go in there, just go purely legs, just go purely push straight away. If you're doing 20 sets of bench, which in general way is not beneficial, but a lot of people are going to think in that case more is better. Your training volume and effort and the weight you're lifting are probably going to be better spreading them out over the three days. Recovery is going to be better at spreading out over that period of time as well. So um, two to three, I think, is perfect as far as well, mate. Yeah, that, that'll be 99% of people will be absolutely perfect for, I'm, I'm sure, of that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, anything else that you recommend for those people uh, as, as we're going back, mate? No, I don't think so. I think the biggest one is just not to rush things, isn't it? Yeah. And probably most of the people have got some experience of it anyway, from like you said, the previous lockdown, especially the first one when it was longer. Mm-hmm. So I think if you made any mistakes in that first one, if you learnt anything say if you did go health for leather then hopefully you've learned from it and you know what and what not to do uh, this time around yeah i was gonna say yeah hopefully people will have learned from the mistakes of potentially the first i know the first lockdown i was probably quite guilty i went back and i was just buzzing after what was five months of not being back at the gym like i said just wanted to get back in the weights and i was very sore for the first week yeah. uh so like i said even though i know better i was still fairly guilty of it i went oh, probably i didn't do any super wrong with Maxi, but i probably went a bit harder than i probably should have even though again i've got a good gym setup um so yeah i think that, like you said that is definitely the i think the big thing for a lot of people to take away yeah that, that's the biggest that's the biggest one for me mate just learn from what you did before yeah definitely um, so for those people who aren't going back to the gym like I said we both know quite a few we were actually speaking about this um, just before the podcast we started recording um, what, what should they focus on do you think? Um, I think I think a lot of people it's spaces and it was talking about it before we started the podcast today so how much space have you got I know I had some messages from some of my friends not clients just um, like normal friends and they um, was on about spending like vast amount like thousands and thousands of, of on kit um for their for their uh garage or whatever space they've got and like you know you come to it the one lad he was on he, he sent me something it was cost three grand and we've set him up with something for 350 quid and he's like this is perfect it's like i don't have to move around too much misses his app it's not taking up too much space in the in the uh, garage and he can literally do every exercise and it's just like rig one barbell um some weights you know you can do it i've helped him out of a little bit of his programming stuff but that's fine isn't it mm. you know, like that. we both said this if you've actually got the space to get a rig a barbell and a decent amount of plates mate, you can literally do everything you pretty much need can't you yeah in a small space yeah in a small space so if you're okay with going outside to do your cardiovascular type stuff like a run or cycling or whatever then you don't need any of that type of stuff there so you mm-hmm. don't need um, a treadmill or a bike in there so you just need your, your weight. And if you're struggling to think of the exercises, you can just ask us. We'll be happy to help you out. Or you look online, there'll be loads of help on there as well. So, yeah, mate, I've, I think space is a big one for, for a lot of people. Yeah, uh, with a lot of my guys in there, I think I've got 
one person who's probably got a similar setup to what I have. Uh, again, a little bit less space, but a lot the same amount of kit. And really, really good for what they've got. Um, but everyone else has kind of kind of pushed towards the, the, the obviously a small amount of kit, which is very mobile. So things like suspension cables, you can get those very, very cheap now. A lot of people have either been attaching those to the walls on the side of the house um, or losing like a door anchor. Um, I think that they're a fantastic piece of kit for you to do any core work-wise. Uh, generally, any sort of body weight movement that you want to increase resistance profile, you, you can literally do stuff for that. Or again, anything that you find you can't do, it'll also aid you to be able to learn the mechanics yeah. of doing stuff like that as well. Like I get a lot of people who simply can't feel the movement of a squat. So sometimes I'll get them to actually just practice on the TRX and they can actually use that as an assist to take some of the body weight off and, and counteract. So kind of like a counterbalance squat. I know you do quite a lot with plates and weights and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. They are good for that TRX for supported stuff like that for learning um, movement patterns and things. Yeah, and easy, like I said, cheap, and you can put them onto to anything more or less. Yeah, I think you can get a good one for about like 30, 45 quid now. Yeah, yeah. I know when they first came out, God, I bought one. It's probably about one hundred and sixty quid for a TRX. Oh yeah, they're about one hundred and fifty, one hundred and sixty quid, weren't they? So there was only the company TRX who officially did them. No one else did them. Then everyone started doing them. Get them for forty, 40 quid. It's literally yeah. the exact same thing. Yeah, they're a good one, especially like you said, for people who are starting out as well. That's a really good idea to get that. Yeah, I know we're both big fans of bands. Yep. Um, and I've been using those uh, a hell of a lot just because they're so easy to use in terms you can still replicate a banded deadlift, you can still do any sort of banded pull motion, you can add uh, different stuff, uh, banded push exercises, press up, single arm, push press, upright rows, lat raises to some degrees, and all this sort of stuff. You do so many things with just four or five different assistance levels of bands. Uh, what sort of stuff have you been doing with your guys? I know you've been doing group sessions, been having loads of towels in there and stuff as well. Yeah, towels, bands. Um, some of the guys have got equipment, but not all of them. So we just done, and we just kept it light with that as well. Um, and then I love kettlebells, to be honest with you. If you've got a kettlebell, you can do loads of stuff. And with that, it might be swinging around a bit more, so just be careful of your space. But a, a kettlebell, so, you know, just a kettlebell and bands, you can have a really good workout with that. And a, and a towel so i mean for, for definitely for people who are like starting out at the gym or they haven't got much training experience bands and a, and one kettlebell is absolutely adequate enough for everything that you that you need to do and then yeah. if you get a bit more advanced then you can start looking at barbells yeah i think a lot of people will probably learn in this lockdown where they didn't think they could exercise at home whereas now if they just have that kit i think they've kind of realized like you know what i don't need a full gym of kit because i probably don't even use 80 percent of it anyway um i've realized i can just have some bands and a kettlebell or a dumbbell whatever and actually do it because again dumbbells and kettlebells are great because you can also just add the bands to it yeah. increase the resistance even more you can turn what is a 10 kilo kettlebell up to if you get like a 60 to 95 pound band attached to it and it's you near know, full extension that's a heavy bloody dumbbell yeah 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 Matt. i'm intrigued to see how many people go back to the gym i think a lot of people will go back it'd be interesting how many people still don't feel comfortable going back though that's what i'm interested in yeah um, and I've got no ideas what that figure will be. I wouldn't even like to put a percentage on it. No, I know, I know pretty much all bar one of my clients going back. One of them staying on Zoom uh, for a little yeah. bit just because, uh, again, uh, with their working hours, it's not worth them going to the current gym that they normally train at. Um, but I think generally everyone else I've spoke to is going back. But they've all spoke about how they're still now going to do elements of um, Zoom sessions and home workouts actually add into their programme. Yeah, I'm interested to know um, how many people who are who haven't been in a in a gym ever are just going to look to train at home. 
That's right. I think a lot of people who were training in the gym before that, but they should be they should be comfortable to go back because there's no problem with going back to them, and they'll be perfectly safe to go back to. But it's people who are thinking about it. I'm wondering, like, you know, are they going to do more at home? Because it's definitely more at home. Type. Every time you put the telly on, you're seeing Peloton and stuff, aren't you? So um, there's definitely a, a, a big move, a big shift towards working at home. But then it comes down to space and stuff again, back to space. Yeah, I think, I think you've got more resources than ever in terms of, like you said, fitness apps, fitness programs, YouTube channels, documentaries, blah, 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 all this sort of stuff. Um, like I said, you've got more resources in terms of equipment that you can use. Like I said, we've mentioned three extremely good ones that hopefully once the, the pandemic's gone, you can actually get a reasonable price, but you can still get them at the moment. Um, so I think it's more accessible than it ever has been if you do want to exercise at home and you don't feel comfortable going to the gym. Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued. I am quite interested to see what happens in a few weeks' time with that. You could see if you can get any, I don't know if they'll do any specific data on that or anything like that, or whether gyms might do. But again, can you trust theirs? It might be slightly biased because they want to get people back. Oh, loads of people have come back and safe, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You, you don't know. I think yeah. probably the only way we'll know is just literally by being in them at work and then just mm. seeing how many people are actually uh, busy or not as busy as usual. Yeah. going to be interesting. Well, I work in quite a large commercial gym, Donald, which we, we both started out at. Um, and I've got to go back down the 5th for just a like day team meeting work and prep work for everyone's back. And then back in there on the 12th for everyone returning. Monday nights is normally the busiest night of the week at the gym, isn't it? Um, yeah. So I'm quite interested to see how much, because my first shift is 5 till 10. So the, the busy peak hours are what normally would be a gym, uh, which I enjoy just because I get to go and talk around to, to those members and do classes and so that, which is pretty cool for it. But I'm intrigued to see how they first start out because I haven't got any of that sort of stuff. So I've just got bits of tidy and maintaining the gym and then going around speaking to members so I'm quite interested to see what their sort of thoughts and everything are mm. yeah I, I don't know I don't know it's going to be yeah. interesting well, one other area that I wanted to talk about before we close off when it comes to the people who are home training is focus and motivation um, it's quite a big thing I think a lot of them need to do because I think what people have also found even though it's great to train at home it's probably easier than it was before to potentially slack off a session yeah. or slack off stuff um, I think that's what I found with training a few people. Now I've felt it sometimes where I've just been like, oh, I can't be asked to do a session. And I'll just push to the next day. I'll still do it, but I'll just feel like, oh, I can't be asked to do a session because I'd rather focus on probably my Xbox or my work, <laughs> one of the two. Um, but I found it like that. Any tips on how people can still continue to do that when uh, all this happens? Is it if someone's got a, a, a goal that, that that means enough to them, I think that they'll probably well they will be a lot more likely to stick to it. Um if you if you still struggle, and I'm not just saying this to get me and Liam work, just get yourself a just get yourself someone to be accountable to and someone who can help you out with what you're doing at home. It, it doesn't have to be me and Liam. It, it doesn't have to be, you know, I'm not trying, it's not a sales pitch or anything like that, but you know, you could just have an online coach that doesn't cost the that doesn't cost the earth that can keep you accountable, um, at least to get you started. You know, if you if you're brand new to it, at least to get you started off on the right path, and then just to show you what to do, and you can learn some stuff to do at home. Um, I'd say that for quite a lot of people, mate, because it is it's difficult, isn't it, to mm. uh, to get motivated at home like that? Unless you've got yeah. a partner, maybe workout partner. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you do running, you probably got a running partner. Whether he's actually your actual partner, or you mean like another person that's a running partner, um, exercise partner. If you're training in the park, if you've got kit at your house, I know some people who are, are sharing garages and training garages together uh, and stuff like that. So I think, like you said, the, the two big factors that I put, is, well, the three factors I put is, is having some sort of goal, a goal setting. Make sure that that goal is emotional. 
because now we both talk about it quite a lot. I know you're massive on it. And since we started talking about it more and more, I'm kind of like, you know what, that actually makes so much more sense. Like, also be emotional because you tie yourself into it even more. And then that accountability factor. So, well, like I said, whether you get a coach or not, whether you sign up to a challenge or not, any form of accountability is going to keep you on track. So, I think that's quite a good key focus and motivation uh, for a lot of people who aren't going to the gym. Because I think for those who are going to the gym and they say they might work in town, they might work two minutes away from the gym. It's far easier for them to, to go to the gym because it's two minutes away and they're already in town because they've still got a half an hour journey back home than the person who's got to just turn around from their desk and sit on the sofa. So like I said, a lot of people just haven't got that much space. If you're in a one-bed apartment, you might not be doing your work in the bedroom. You might have your social time, your kitchen and eating, and your work literally on the same table. Yeah. So there's no split. So you can literally just turn around from finishing your work at 7 o'clock at night and just go and sit on the sofa and relax. And now you think about your exercise, it's half nine. You finish watching all your soaps and Corey's done. And then uh, you're actually sitting there thinking, oh, I have an exercise. You know what, it's 10, it's 10 o'clock nearly. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. It is difficult, mate. That is, it's definitely easier because a lot of people go to um, the gym on the way to work or the way home, don't they? It's mm. it's part of the day, and once you're there, even if you don't feel like it, you'll probably get you might you you might get into it. You still do something, don't you? Yeah, you'll still do something. And you know, I always say to my guys when they don't feel like training, if they've got their own program to follow, I just like just tell yourself you're going to get there and you're going to go for ten minutes. That's it. Because most of us, after ten minutes, we get into it a little bit. We're like, "Yeah, go on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go through it." At home, like you said, you can just turn around and just jump on the bed, or just jump on the sofa, or put Netflix on, or whatever. So, it, it definitely takes more motivation to train at home by by yourself, definitely, mm. than than in a gym environment. Yeah, that's why. So that's why I felt was quite a nice thing to think to finish off on for the people who are returning to the gym because I think that's been a thing that people have quite struggled with. So those are three things that we kind of look at and kind of assess with our clients when it comes to home training is make sure they've got those three areas kind of covered. And that normally leads to a good, a good amount of success as they go through those, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Awesome, Matt. I think we've kind of covered everything that we wanted to go through uh, today in terms of people returning to the gym, when they're actually back at the gym, what to do prior to that, and for the people who aren't going back. Uh, I think that's made for a good little content filled episode, Matt. Yeah, I hope everyone found it useful. Thing, fingers crossed. I've had some very good feedback on the last few uh, episodes from people on Instagram and a few people through Facebook and stuff, which is always great to hear. So if you have got any feedback, anything you want us to cover, guys, make sure you get it over to us. Um, again, we are going to be getting those guests on soon. We've actually had a few finalised dates now, uh, which is awesome. So we'll actually get those actually recorded and then start releasing those uh, some of those exciting, very, very exciting podcasts. Cool. Looking awesome, guys. So thank you very much for listening to episode five uh, and we will be back in your ears next week for episode six. See you guys. Cheers, guys.